My name's Terry. Welcome to the Oddscast. Welcome to the Oddscast. Anything more? Welcome to the Oddscast. And welcome to a special edition of the Oddscast podcast. Down to Leo, alongside Joe Delara, Terry Takes, producer Corey. Episode 101. So episode 100 was a hit. I've talked to a few of our fans about it. They loved it. They thought it was great. You know, traditional, originalist odds cast, just bringing back the segments. Great stuff. Um, we have a lot to talk about this week. Obviously, recording Wednesday night, releasing Thursday. Joe's been assigned, what, the Clippers? Uh Sons, yeah. Sons, and it's not even really a series right now. I mean, well, I guess it's like you, you always hear it's not a series until the home team loses a game. Yeah. I mean, the one thing is that we just were, we just got confirmed uh, today. So yesterday that Chris Paul will be back for game three. Uh, he's cleared the league's health and safety protocols. The last thing you had to do was like a physical fitness oxygen type of test. Uh, and he cleared that. So he is fully expected to play in game three and Kawhi Leonard is also ruled out. So I think that you're getting, you know, I think, I think you're getting tremendous value at basically a pick uh, on this series or especially in this game in game three. So I, it's just kind of like a weird scheduling quirk that the, you know, at the time that we're recording this game, one of the Eastern conference finals is about to start. And the Western Conference Finals, the Suns are already up to nothing. To nothing. So it's just a weird thing about that. I know that you like the Bucks tonight. Yeah. Uh, let's say alternate reality. There's two realities we're about to dive into. Oh boy. First, first door. Peek behind the first door. The Bucks win comfortably. Yeah. What's what's the spread? Uh, the spread is minus eight. Okay, so they win by nine. Okay. Um, are, are you betting the Hawks series line now that no. it's probably – okay. So no. that, that's I, bet, I took the Bucks minus two and a half games on the series. So, like, I don't th- – I think that they're much better. They're a much more complete team. And, I mean, they – I granted, like, the Nets were injured to whatever extent, but they still – took care of the nets uh, even though they basically gave away two games in my opinion uh, in that series, they should have won that a little bit easier, but they still, the nets are the nets with just Kevin Durant are better than the Hawks just period. So that's kind of the way I'm looking at this. Alternate reality. Number two Hawks pull out an upset. I am hammering the Bucks series price. If the Hawks pull off an upset, um, I don't even know how much it would go down. I know that they're like minus 400, which is preposterous. Um, you can't even bet them to win game one and then win the series in a parlay and make any money. It's like minus 250. So I think that I just, I think that Milwaukee's a lot better and they're problematic for the Hawks because of their size and they don't, and they actually rebound the basketball well. That's one thing that um, the Knicks were like okay at, uh, and the Sixers were are still good at. But the Bucks do it the best in the league, um, and the Hawks are one of the worst teams in the playoffs in terms of rebounding percentage. So I struggle to 
I struggle to think that Atlanta has much of a chance here. What was your question, Terry? Uh, I made a joke. Corey heard me. What was the joke? Well, I can't. No. Never mind. It's past. You'll have to listen (laughs) to the episode to find out. Okay. Um, So that's it for, I mean, is there anything you want to talk about the NBA? The Pistons won the lottery two nights ago. Yeah, that's that's actually like a big deal. Uh, They ought to be drafting Cade Cunningham. Um, He should go number one. Uh, well, I'll have a little bit more information about where we think people are going to be going. Uh, but I do think that, um, Evan Mobley is going to be really, really good in the NBA. And then also, uh, I think that Kamunga is probably going to go, he might go top five. Um, so that's going to be an interesting one. It's a lot of draft Twitter guys like him, uh, but we'll, we'll find out a little bit more. There's only odds for number one pick. Um, Kate Cunningham is basically consensus minus 2000, except on point bet. It's minus 800. If you're interested in laying that type of juice. Um, but uh, he's supposed to only meet with the Pistons. He's not meeting with anybody else. So he's probably going number one. Yeah. I mean, we've talked a lot um, uh, when, when Kate Cunningham was, was doing great things at Oklahoma state and it was like, would you rather just have Lonzo ball or be able to draft Cade Cunningham or uh, not Lonzo ball, LaMelo ball or be able to draft Cade yeah. Cunningham. And I think we still leaned Cunningham. So that should yeah. just speak to, to how we think of him. Um, I think it's just a better scoring LaMelo. Um, yeah. And he, he never, he didn't really have the types of rim runners that he's going to have in the end in like the NBA uh, with him there. So I think this is going to be, it's going to be, it's the Pistons are really a f- very fortunate to have won the lottery. That's, that's a great win for them. If you're Kate Cunningham, sorry, go ahead. I said bringing jobs back to Detroit. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Um, if you were Kate Cunningham, would you rather be in Detroit or Houston or Cleveland? Um, I think Detroit. Uh, I think that Houston. Houston, it's tough because you don't really know what they're trying to do because they really, really broke it down last year. Um, I mean, they got Kevin Porter Jr. They have Christian Wood. Um, but it's tough because they really, like, sold out. They, it looks like they want to do a rebuild. Whereas, you know, the Pistons, you're looking at they, – they, they have some guys there. They can maybe, you know, they can maybe take off a little bit. You got Jeremy Grant. You got Killian Hayes. Like, you got Seku. So there's a little bit of talent there. Um, and it should be, it's probably going to be fun, uh, for that Pistons team. Um, they have, they have some talent there. The answer was Houston. Who the hell wants to live in Cleveland yeah, or the, Detroit? The answer, yeah. the answer was definitely Houston for like tax for, purposes. For, team, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess for tax purposes, Yeah, but it was like branding, I guess. Um, I, I agree with you, Terry. Um, the NHL also we're in a weird scheduling thing with the Tampa Bay lightning playing, right now. Uh, so I don't really want to talk on that too much. The, um, let's go, uh, UEFA Terry, are you ready to talk UEFA knockout round? Because the, the, the bracket is set and the bracket is set. Producer Corey, are you ready for UEFA? UEFA. Cause I'm looking at the bracket right now and the top half of the bracket is definitely tougher. Um, you got Belgium, Italy, France, Spain in the top brackets. 
And then the bottom bracket, really, you know, England, Germany play in the first round in London um, in the round of 16. And then the Netherlands, I guess, are the other quote unquote top tier team there. So I think, you know, I'm not too high in the Netherlands. I actually think there might be some value in some of these bottom bracket teams, maybe get to the finals, hedge a little bit. Um, you know, there's, there's weirder things that have happened, but I just think like, you know, Italy gets a tough shake. They looked, they looked great. And then they got to play either Belgium. I've got even tough Portugal, shake Portugal. finishing first Portugal. in their fucking group. No. And then they got to play the winner of Belgium, Portugal. Well, you know, we'll find out if they're actually good or not now. But I mean, you look at like the Netherlands who, you know, won their group and then they play the Czech Republic. Who's looked bad. And they play the winner of Wales, Denmark. Like Wales that. looks good. Wales was in Italy's group. And then how many points did Italy win by? Points? Like the group? Just in their game. They played one game, no? Didn't they win by one? They did. That's right. A little sad if you're at the top of your group and you only beat the guy who's like barely but scratching they, but in they, there But they, rest, they rested everybody because mm. they knew they had the group one already. Look, I'm just mostly skeptical about Italy because they had the lightest group out of all the others. Coming out of France, Portugal, and Germany, that group for sure, I have no idea where those teams actually stand. So you look at the odds right now, FanDuel, France plus 410 to win, then Italy plus 650, England plus 700, Germany plus 700, Spain plus 800, Netherlands plus 850, Belgium plus 900. Portugal 11 to one. So those are, you know, in that England, Germany, one of those teams will be knocked out on Germany looked like shit today for sure. Again, I don't know how many starters were in the volume was off at the pub. I don't know. Um, and it was mostly, mostly watching Portugal and France. I mean, if you look at like, if you think Wales is good, you know, top two Wales, 30 to one, Why not, not too bad. Not too bad. Terry, do you have any uh, takes here on UEFA? Uh, no, not really. Italy looks good. France looks good. Germany didn't look very hungry today. <laughs> Heyo. <laughs> uh, no, can't win anything. Also, like the, the Portugal France game today, three of those goals are penalty kicks. Like I, I still don't know really where I fall with these two on that in that group. It's it's I don't know. I have a future out on France to win. So, you know, but factor in the that? amount of bias. Nothing crazy. I think it was like 550 maybe. Okay. Okay. Eh. Okay. And it's not – I didn't make you – know, it wasn't a full unit. It was a, it was a very half-hearted bet on my part. Um, but I do think they looked pretty good today. And there was just so much stopping and starting with the Portugal game that, like, couldn't really get a read on either team. Honest to God, and I hate to say this because I don't like the team and I'm sick of hearing about it. Portugal is the number one goal scorer. Pretty good odds. I, they got to play Belgium, Italy, France, Spain. And they have the guy who scores the most goals. Mm. That's, I don't saying. think they're making it back to the finals. Yeah, but what uh, are they at right now? You just said it. It was what? 11 to 1. Why not? I'd sprinkle a little bit on that. I'm telling you, that Netherlands, Czech, Wales, Denmark bracket of four there is very weak. Very weak. True. I would eye up, fade the Netherlands, maybe buy on Wales, um, Denmark, you know, I, 
valiant storyline with Christian Erickson having to be resuscitated, but like he's their their, their best player. The the party line is having a medical emergency. That's the party line? Yes. Still? Denmark's party line? That's what uh, everyone refers it to. Refers to it as a line running to your Danish. <laughs> I'm I'm throwing on Wales at thirty to one. Let's let's go with some Wales. Got, right. got Gareth Bale, Gareth Bale, Aaron Ramsey, some other. They guys. also look good playing. They I don't know. They're playing for the pride of the country, you know. And Joe actually knows where they are. Geography lesson for everybody. No yeah. less than seven days ago, he proved that. Yeah. Everybody, everybody needs to go to. Do take my geography class it'll be great <laughs> um yeah, whoever um, you took that crash course hats off to them man dude you remember uh what was it uh was it sporkle those quizzes probably yes. dude i just take those quizzes in law school to learn like eastern europe very well yeah instead of what law. else was i doing yeah. yeah like who needs that for contracts lawyering 101 how about i find out where all the countries are in eastern europe yeah i could show yeah, you where luxembourg is me too. It's fucking annoying to find, though. Mm. It's like a pinprick on a map. Terry, I think you were having a, a UEFA thought. Uh, yeah, I'm adopting Belgium as my team at nine to one. Yeah, those odds on Belgium look That's pretty good. tasty. Thank you. Tasty, tasty Belgium. All right. Um, Great waffles. <laughs> I can go Belgium. Belgium winner. Wales top two. Um, all right. Let's go uh, do some do some uh, RV tripping. We are 0-0-1 because we bet the Tampa Bay Lightning minus one. They won by one. And now uh, that was New York. So, Producer Corey, where are we going? California. Oh, wow. Look at that. We're in if Cali, need, baby. If you need some fucking odds. I know. That's, I don't know if you could do that again. All right, uh, California. Thank you uh, for the the California soundtrack playing right now. Um, Los Angeles Clippers. I guess we got to go. I'm um, not saying we have to pick them, but plus one and a half, uh, Mr. Joe Delara. This is your series game three, going back to Cali. Pandemic or playoff P? Have we have has he been renamed or what's his name now? No. Well, it's kind of interesting because in game two he brought them all the way back to fuck up the spread for the Suns, but then they wound up losing on the what has been so called the Valley Oop, uh, which was an absolutely unbelievable pet play. Like I don't know if you guys watched that baseline view, but the I don't even know how Jay Crowder made the pass. It's the it was the pass was more impressive than the dunk. Um, but the Suns, I wrote this game up. Actually, you can check out the article on the Action Network. And I'm actually reading your article right now. It's actually it's it's entitled Suns vs. Clippers Odds Game Three Preview Prediction. Chris Paul's return gives Phoenix edge. Thank you. So you can find it on both the Action Network website and NBA.com/slash NBA Bet. Um, it is there not to brag or anything. Not to brag. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, not to brag. That's uh, good but we you. made it. Yeah, but uh, I, I think that Chris Paul's return is going to be significant, uh, mainly because it's going to allow them to play Cameron Payne, who Doris Burke made a hilarious. I was listening to this game, the game two on the radio for a little bit. Weird, but uh, Doris Burke was saying that Cam, Cameron Payne was campaigning. 
to be the starting point guard of the Suns. <laughs> but uh, I think it helps because he's been 12.3 points better on the floor uh, than, like, than when he's off. Um, and by, by moving him to be able to play against more of the secondary rotations, uh, that's going to help the Suns. I think it's going to help them uh, you know, keep their leads more so than allow the Clippers to kind of come back with some excellent three-point shooting. Uh, DeAndre Ayton's look absolutely unbelievable. But one of the things that's interesting is like in the first quarter of game two, uh, he racked up like 12 points right away. It's like 12 points, five boards. And then for whatever reason, the second quarter, they like forgot that he existed. So I think that with Chris Paul coming back, we're going to see him really, really attack these pressure points on the Clippers. And like, you're going to see, uh, Aiton get a lot more touches in the post. Uh, they're really going to try to work on, uh, Zubach, Zubak and get him into foul trouble because the other alternative for the Clippers since Serge Ibaka is out is DeMarcus Cousins. And DeMarcus Cousins has a net rating of minus 38.2 in the minutes that he's been on the floor of this series, which is really bad. <laughs> so, uh, push Booker. Say that again. And he pushed Booker after yeah. the game. Yeah. So I think that, uh, you know, Booker's, Booker's fucking balling, the broken nose or not. He laid a fucking hit on, uh, who I forget who it was when he, lay that screen down for eight to make that Zubak. out. Yeah. Zubak. So, uh, I, I think that this is a great spot for the Suns. I think that you're getting a lot of value at minus one, minus one and a half, uh, at some books. And the thing with the Clippers is they take a lot of threes and like, they do have a significant three point advantage and three point math edge here in this series. Uh, they take a lot more threes. They take about 11 more threes than the Suns do per game, but they're already hitting, for like over 40%, which is close to their, which is about their regular season number. And the Suns are the fifth best at defending the three-point line and only allow 36% shooting uh, from three-point range. So I think that if we're really looking at this in terms of three-point variance, I'd be more likely to think that this is going to go lower for the Clippers rather than higher for the Clippers. Uh, so I, I think that right now you're getting some value. I get that they're on the road. Um, but I think that with Chris Paul back, it's going to help the Suns in terms of their depth. Uh, it's going to help the Suns in terms of their spacing, their ability to attack it from mid range and their ability to, uh, really find the open guy and push on those weak points that the Clippers have due to mostly due to injuries. So, um, I think that the Suns here is the pick and I would take Suns minus one Suns minus one and a half, uh, maybe up to minus two. I'm seeing one and a half. Um, I'm okay with it as, as an official RV pick. Uh, Terry, I, I remember that you were debating with uh, Joe privately um, about the, the Clippers in game two. Do you feel the same way about game three? Uh, a little, little makes me nervous. A little trap game uh, campaign isn't going to play as much like Chris Paul is going to take his minutes. The guy was the MVP game too. Um, how are Chris Paul's lungs? We've seen residual effects of guys that had COVID-19 like Jason data needs an inhaler. Now never needed an inhaler in his life. And it's Chris Paul and he's old. So, I mean, he, and he doesn't have too many great memories, you know, 
Staples Center, blowing playoff series. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Is Kawhi going to come back? I don't uh, think Kawhi is coming I back. don't think so, especially if they go down 3-0. I really don't see him coming back. Um, well, we're just talking about game three. No, he's, he's already been ruled out for game three. Uh, well, there you go. There, there's so, one issue down. There's still yeah. two other issues, mainly uh, Chris Paul's lungs mm-hmm. and uh, so, Chris Paul's yeah. historical emotion. Chris Paul emotionally. Yeah. What do you say to that? What if Steve Ballmer, you know, brings the energy? So Chris Paul um, was vaccinated. Uh, it was actually that news was actually broken by Matt Barnes, surprisingly enough. Um, but Chris Paul was vaccinated. Matt and Barnes, the player, the player who's now like an ESPN analyst, uh, typically seen the jump. Um, but Matt Barnes broke that news uh, that Chris Paul is vaccinated. So, and Chris Paul also was um, like asymptomatic the entire time. He said he felt no negative side effects. So, if anything, maybe we'll see a minutes limit. But I, I doubt it. And I think we might see campaign maybe play like 25 minutes or so. Well, Chris Paul plays like 32. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll kind of see. But I, I'm, not, I'm not super concerned about a minutes limit on Chris Paul. So, um, like, Steve, he, Steve. so he got a breakthrough case of Corona? Yeah, apparently. So mm-hmm. it also, I mean, could have been a false positive. Who knows? Um, it might just be resting him. Yeah. So what is uh, – you got to rebut the Steve Ballmer point, and then uh, then we got to make a decision here. What was the what was the point here? What, he if, said, he what, if, what if what if Steve Ballmer brings the energy? I don't know how you respond to that, but yeah, please do. Good luck. I, I really don't know like what to say about that exactly, but I do. You know what? Did you talk about that in your article? <laughs> you know what? His 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 energy. Maybe it's bad energy. Like who knows? Um, Maybe maybe the energy is something that they don't need right now and that him like freaking out will actually make them feel pressured and that pressure would make the Clippers collapse. You know what the actual craziest thing I heard was that Ty Lue said that Lakers fans should be rooting for the Clippers because they're a local team. And as like Yankees and Mets fans here on this pod – we know that that just isn't how it goes. <laughs> yeah, no, no, fuck the Yankees. Root for Degrom, and that's about it. <laughs> um, mm. I did hear that uh, Jacob Degrom, Garrett Cole, looks like it's going to happen July second, um, based on how the starts starts lining up in Yankee Stadium. That would be awesome. That would um, be awesome. All right, so I'm I'm good with Suns minus one and a half. I see minus one and a half. Um, Terry, what are your what's your thought? Yeah, sure. Well, if we're voting by, I'll vote for the Clippers to that way one of us can be right. Okay. All right, uh, producer Corey, you okay with that? One unit on the Phoenix Suns minus one and a half. Uh, maybe we'll get to positive, but right now we are uh, in push push city. Um, and we did the whole trek from uh, Long Island to Los Angeles. That sounds fucking brutal but we did it um did we go did we i I slept did we go the north route or the south route did we take route 80 or did we go down like route 66 unsure okay is this rv is the rv a tesla 
Is it powered by? Is it an electric? Is it an electric RV? Uh, no, it's powered by Young Virgin blood. Oh, speaking of that, um, what's your take? I wanted to get two in moratoriums, memoriams in moratorium. That's not right. In memoriam, um, first on uh, Ben Simmons. We'll, we'll start with the. Uh, the non-related one first. Um, what do you think? Where where does the process go from here? Um, what is your take on Ben Simmons? I know everyone likes to talk the trade stuff. And then Joe, a kicker for you, since I got into a very heated argument with my brother about this. Oh boy. Um, would you rather in this playoffs, uh, not not as a franchise, but just to to win one game? Would you rather have, and you don't know anything else about the, your team, you don't know anything else, but would you rather have Ben Simmons or Mike Conley? What the fuck? Uh, Are we going with the second question? Yeah, we'll go to the second question first. I'll answer the second question first. I, I would say that I would, you still have to say Ben Simmons. The guy can't play in the last five minutes of a playoff game. And my Michael Conley top shot moment is pretty high up there in terms of value right now. I go. just think that knowing like he's, nothing he's else an absolute about, liability, knowing nothing else about roster composition, I would still take him. And I think that a lot of the troubles with Ben Simmons, part of it, part of it is him, but another part of it is like, is just doc rivers. I don't think doc rivers is, is a particularly good coach. Doc rivers is your mm. coach. Oh boy! It also depends who you're playing, though. Like if you're playing LeBron, then you would want Ben Simmons to guard LeBron. Yeah, um, I think Ben Simmons is more versatile. Um, even though he can't shoot, uh, he's still you know a top five defensive player in the league. Um, he's a facilitator. He's point guard. He can guard basically every position, one through five. Uh, I, I would lean with that rather than Mike Conley's injured ass. Um, you know, who barely was able to play these playoffs. That's what I would Both say. Both are healthy. Both are healthy. I st- either way, we're going with Ben Simmons. <laughs> right. But it's, it's not, it's not as, as cl- open and shut case. I mean, like, cause he's like a head case right now, but I, I think, I still think that he's, he's, a, I mean, he's a much better player than Mike Conley. All right. That was just my thought. Um, are the Sixers <laughs> done? I so yes. Maury, I don't think that Maury is going to take an L on Ben Simmons entirely. I think what's going to happen is somebody's going to have not his trade. L to take though. It's not his L to take. No, like he's not going to want to trade. Like Simmons's value is about as low as you can possibly get right now. Um, but some of the trades that are like are kind of going around are like CJ McCollum and pieces for Ben Simmons, which is still not really good enough. The only guy that I think, like, I think best case scenario, if you're the Sixers, is if Bradley Beal says, I want out of Washington, and then they try to move Bradley Beal for Ben Simmons, uh, where you get two superstars, or not superstars, but you get two star players um, that basically are having their trade values take a hit, and you swap them, put them in a new environment. The only problem is that you can't really pair Ben Simmons with Russell Westbrook for obvious reasons, and you know, the, the wizards probably would then have to try to move Russell Westbrook as well. And maybe in a three team trade. That would be so fun to watch though. Ben Simmons and Russell Westbrook on the scene. It'd be hilarious. They would just be all two point shots. 
Um, and like just both of them driving to the rim at the same time with, with or without the ball. What about Ben Simmons for Carl Towns? Uh, that would be interesting. It would also be <laughs> hilarious to see Carl Towns and Joel Embiid on the same on the same team, same court. Yeah, uh, it, I mean, it would be good in terms of depth because one of them always seems to be hurt. So, like, you'd at least always have a center to run the offense through. All um, right. Um, yeah, I, you know, sorry to all the Philly fans out there. Um, you'll get them next time. How about yeah. that? That's really all I can say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the other immemorium, I don't want to talk about it anymore, but if you have any comments, I'll give you like 10 seconds, uh, was John McAfee before we move on to Pods Rex. Yeah. RIP. I don't really have much to say. Just acknowledging that it happened. Yeah. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. The man who could have fucked a whale. And could have chopped off that penis that fucked a whale and eaten it for our entertainment. Yeah, I mean, he's dead. He now. really didn't come through on that bet. All right, uh, pods and Rex Wait, time. Any Traveler's Cup info? What? Traveler's Cup, anything? Traveler's Championship? Championship? Nah, cup? cup? My balls? Cup. I'm betting uh, on Ricky Fowler and Scotty Scheffler. And you'll, yeah, figure it out. Shout out to John Rom. Shout out to. Yeah. So I guess he didn't lose licks. He gained. What was the other thing you said? What? You don't remember we were worried about John Rom losing his touch with the week off from COVID? Yes, yes. I can't remember the phrase we used. Did we say that? Yeah, I can edit we, this out. That was that was probably. I can't remember. The Troutosphere. The Troutosphere. It was after the Troutosphere. It was right after yeah, the Yeah, is Ricky Fowler too far into the Troutosphere? Uh, I don't know. It's possible. But I cashed my Paul Casey top 10 from the Troutosphere. Ooh, so I'm feeling good in the Troutosphere right now. All right, let's go uh, Pods and Rex to end it. Real quick hitter today. Um, Bruce Corey, how are you? I'm good. Um been driving around the state of New Jersey a lot the past eight days and it's grueling. Uh, but I found a new band to listen to called Carpool oh, from New York. Ironic. Very. Um, the first album I heard of theirs was I Think Everyone's a Cop, which just based on its name alone, you had my interest. Uh, and then I listened to it and it was actually really good. Uh, kind of an emo-y feel. Uh, very, very focused on lead guitars. I like it. Um Easy listening, and then when you listen to the uh, to the the vocals and the lyrics, it makes you think a little harder. Very good. Again, carpool out of New York. Shout out to them. Rochester scene apparently is popping. Uh, not that I would yeah. ever go visit. <laughs> <laughs> Ringing endorsement of that city. All right, yeah. uh, who's next? Joe is. He looks um, so ready. I am going to recommend taking your vacation days. Uh, <laughs> but you get paid for them. Uh, you know, it's another form of compensation. Take them. Don't let them go to waste. The weather is nice. I understand that, uh, you know, some of you are still working from home and you might not think that you need to take the vacation day to like go out and gallivanting while you're on the clock. But 
I do think that there's something to be said about actually taking the vacation day, putting up that away message that you're out of office and just not even giving a flying fuck about what's going on in your computer. So I recommend that uh, I, I would take a couple days, go enjoy the beach, get a little bit of a tan, have a good time. Um, get yourself nice out tan, there. by the way, Joe. A side note, you look, you're glowing. Thanks, man. You know what I've also been doing? I'm going to recommend another thing. I'm going to recommend uh, a moisturizer. I, I use, oh, I've been using Olay like face moisturizer. And my girlfriend is telling me that people think that they break out and like they get bad skin from like the oils in the skin, but then they use like the washes and the washes dry it out. The problem is that like, if you, if you're too dry, then like your body produces too much oil and that's what makes you break out. Mm. So wow. now, chicken or the egg, here we yeah, go. Chicken or the egg problem. Really breaking it uh, down. I ordered, I ordered one of each from Amazon. I'll let you know. A chicken um, and an egg. <laughs> yeah. Which on is going to come on first. Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know. Um, so I would recommend also using a facial moisturizer. I think that it's helpful. Um, I've been feeling radiant and, uh, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to piggyback off of that for me. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I, Joe's got a good point. The videos I've seen online uh-huh. where, I mean, it's mostly women getting things on their moisturized on their face. It, yeah. You know, they seem to enjoy it. Um, I'm going to piggyback off of that. And recommend sunscreen. And I've seen moisturizer with sunscreen. Yes. Usually I, SPF 15. Uh, Dollar Shave Club has a great one. Neutrogena, SPF 30. And uh, yeah. You know, not even burn. Look at me. Some not people, even yeah. I mean, I've been playing some golf and uh, I haven't been getting burnt. So it's been good. We love that. You're wearing sunscreen. Mm-hmm. Huh. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I guess you would wear it, right? Uh, I'll recommend going outside then. You know, the <laughs> weather's <laughs> nice. Just keep one up. Yeah, so using your day you know, off, putting sunscreen air. on your face, and then going outside. Yeah, we really put rest here. And you can listen you... to carpool. And, uh... yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, whether whether you put moisturizer on or take a vacation day, take a sick day. Use sunscreen. Don't use sunscreen. I don't care. You're an adult. Do whatever you want, but go outside. All right. Wise words. I think that's it for this week's podcast. May you win all of your bets. Oh, wait, do we have a Godier selected yet? I haven't looked at the, poll. Uh, we're going to let the, we're going to let the poll run a little bit longer. Let it sit. Uh, I don't go, want to where it is right now. Go, uh, uh, go vote, go vote, go vote for Gautier of the century. I think the poll yeah. might have ended. We might have to run it again because there are some allegations of ballot stuffing. Okay. Yeah. So um, run it again. Go vote. The nominees are producer Corey God. Um, Andy Reid and the Bundesliga. <laughs> it's just nice to see Andy Reid and God in the same category for something. I know. Maybe that's also confusing to voters. Who knows? Yeah. 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 So. All right. For Joe DeLara, Terry Takes, Bruce Corey, Dominic DeLeo, thank you for listening to the Oddscast. See you next week. God bless. Bye-bye.
tell everyone to quit their job.